Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Appearance Radio with Augusto Perez. On today's Mailbag Show, we'll be discussing prophetic current events, answering your questions, sharing praise reports, and praying over your prayer requests. We'll also be taking communion after the music break. Now, here is Augusto. Welcome to the Appearance Radio Mailbag Show. I am Augusto Perez, and Shalom. Today we're going to cover a lot of things, and um, we're going to take a look at the news, the headlines, <clears throat> as we see it through the eyes of Bible prophecy and the Word of God. And um, well, the cold snap continues, the freezing continues, and uh, I I pray and trust that you guys out there have some warm clothes, because it's going to get chilly. I mean, real chilly. And I hope you take care of your of your animals, your little pets, your plants, your water pipes, you name it. It's going to go down again. And uh, this time it's going to go down the West Coast. I was watching in Ventusky, <clears throat> and last time it did a pretty accurate job of predicting what was going to happen. And uh, this time it's going to it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. And um, you know the they have this uh, system where you can watch uh, you can watch the uh, this thing proceed. They're predicting this thing more like towards the beginning of February, okay? So it's not here yet. It's not here yet, and uh, we are we're probably looking at the end of this month, the end of this month and the beginning of February before this thing um, really begins to be felt here. And, uh, we'll see then what happens. But, uh, I mean, if what I have seen is anywhere near really what's going to happen, it's, it's going to be pretty, it's pretty cold. So anyways, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover. And, uh, this is just, uh, I'm keeping an eye on this because this affects people immediately. This, this cold weather from the Arctic and, uh, it's still hitting us here. We got the randoms of it. But uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on, and it's, it's, it's really very, very dire, the things that are happening. And uh, for one thing, uh, uh, for, for, for one thing, it seems like these people are not going to quit. Uh, I'm talking about the rich men of the earth. They're not going to quit trying to uh, control humanity, the human race, to do what they want uh, to be, you know, what they want to do. And so it, it, it's really getting to the point where it is really becoming old. It's really becoming tired. And uh, while these people play gods, uh, I don't know at what point the people are going to, you know, say, finally, we've had it. We're not going to put up with this anymore because this is getting too old. This is getting too old. And they're playing like, like they're gods. And uh, the judgment of God is going to fall or something is going to happen. Something is going to give. Something is going to have to give. And so anyway, um, now apparently there's another war brewing in the in Europe as NATO, <coughs> excuse me, NATO now is preparing 
for war with Russia. One NATO official said, uh, apparently uh, Dutch Admiral Rob Bauer, the chairman of NATO's military committee, after a meeting in Brussels of the committee, told the reporters that civilians need to be ready to mobilize if a wider war breaks out in Europe and the governments should bolster their reserve forces. So that doesn't sound too good to me. Uh, EU is hell-bent on war with Russia. They are bragging about this new war, and uh, on and on it goes. Uh, you know, in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, leaders all over the world are also warning that World War III is very close. Prominent leaders from all over the world are expressing this, these feelings, these thoughts, and uh, <clears throat> they're hoping that it can still be avoided, but that it has become less likely with each passing day. And, uh, and so, a- again, on Monday, British Defense Minister Grant Chaps warned that we are now in a pre-war world and that Western powers could soon find themselves fighting Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea, dot, dot, dot. You know what that means. <laughs> there could be others. So, I mean, imagine this, folks. The West is going to have, I mean, West, when we say West, we're practically saying uh, uh, Europe and the United States, right? And maybe Canada and, and Australia, you know, co- countries like that. Uh, are going to have to fight Russia, a superpower, military superpower, China, an economic superpower, and, and also now becoming military superpower, Iran, and North Korea, which both of them, I believe, have missiles and nukes. And to top it all off, Russia and Iran just agreed to sign a bilateral strategic pact. How do you like them apples? This is a very significant uh development. Russia has agreed to enter into a bilateral strategic pact with Iran. So there you have it. Now, uh, Iran and Russia have a pact, have a pact, a mutual protection pact, a strategic bilateral pact. That means that if Russia is attacked, Iran is going to join the war, the, you know, in, in defense of, of, of Russia. If Iran is attacked, Russia is going to join the war in defense of Iran. So there you have it. This is another uh, another uh, var- variable in the equation that has been uh, now uh, has happened. It has complicated things even more than it already was. So all of these things are happening, and while, while all these things are happening, <laughs> what is the president doing? He's uh, he's hiding in his hidey hole, and uh, that is another story. Well, you're exactly right, and, and uh, so now, uh, from all the rhetoric, it's a, it's. A, and, and by the way, I understand the uh, vortex coming. The next one, it's split off, so it looks like there's two of them um, coming the first week, reportedly of February. So. We barely survived this last one, and we're preparing for the next one. And, of course, the mainstream media rhetoric are already out. The Texas power grid will be overwhelmed and fail. Well, they've been wishing that for two or three years. Maybe they'll get their wish. I don't know. Uh, But 
you know, with that, we've also got a, a U.S. government war against Texas now. It may not be firing bullets, but uh, it's still a war. And uh, just the news put out uh, a couple of days ago, SCOTUS, you know, that's the Supreme Court of the U.S., permits Biden administration to remove Texas razor wire from Texas' southern border. American Voice News had a ticker. Supreme Court, SCOTUS, permits Biden administration to remove razor wire on Texas' southern border. Breaking report. And uh, then there was also a new one came out, uh, just the news uh, last night with Abe Hamadah. He's a Republican in Arizona. He said this, Texas is shocked that conservative judges are joining liberal judges on the Supreme Court to not support keeping America safe from the crisis on the U.S. southern border. This border crisis is not going to end well. And uh, that's very interesting. And then today, uh, January 23rd, here's the headlines talking about basically the never same thing. Uh, live from Studio 6B and Damon Roberts interviewed Tara Dahl. She's a uh, worldwide known uh, a, uh, correspondent. Actually, she's a war correspondent. She was in Israel recently, but she said this this morning. And listen to the listen to the words. The Biden administration is never following the law in America, and so why is SCOTUS ruling against the state of Texas, who is actually following the law and taking and trying to protect its people? Washington, D.C. is taking the powers of states from the U.S. states. All facets of government have failed the people of this nation. Now, this only backs up what I said. You know, you guys, I know everybody thought I was probably nuts when I said, predicted that we had entered a time frame where the presidency would fail the American people, where the entire U.S. government would fail the American people, where the Congress would fail the American people. And I even added, as, as probably a year ago, you will see the uh, Supreme Court of the United States fail the people. And I repeated that Washington, D.C. will not support the people. They will fight against the people. Here we are. Here we are. Marjorie Taylor Greene was on this morning on the war room. She said red lines everywhere being crossed. Said the new CR from Washington will fund the federal government's war against Texas. This changes everything. And then Todd Benzman was on this morning and said there is a war developing with the state of Texas versus U.S. government over illegal invasion into Texas by Biden. And uh, that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. And I did uh, see an update this morning where uh, the federal judges has ordered and supports the Biden administration and cutting Texas border fences to allow the illegal invasion in. And again, let me repeat that, again, the response from Abbott and the state of Texas is, we will not submit. So, guys, I think we're beginning to see the setting up the stage of actually uh, Anton Johansson, years ago, prophetic utterance about a second civil war in America, worse than the first. Yeah, I have no doubt that this... Uh... Uh, conflict going on in Texas between uh, the Texas National Guard and, of course, the feds 
is going to turn into a shooting war. I believe that that time is coming very quickly. And as we go into civil war, you're going to have factions on both sides uh, going out, and they're going to start fighting each other, shooting at each other. We have militias in uh, just about every state, many of them. And even though the government is going to say, well, the militias are now illegal and they need to turn in their guns or the government will try to confiscate their guns and the militias will say, uh, no, you are not going to do that. We are going to defend our state against this federal, uh, this federal cr crime that's going on against the states. And that is going to be the civil war. It's going to break out probably sooner than people believe, but uh, we have people out there that are going to defend their states, the militias, and uh, it's going to just get worse and worse. It's really going to ramp up. And what makes it uh, <clears throat> bad, it's, you know, you've got two sides of the coin. It's uh, good that we have not had our weapons confiscated yet, even though the government would like to do that. But on the other hand, there's lots of guns in the hands of the people, and when we do enter civil war, it's going to be just unbelievable, all of the fighting that's going on and the shootings and so forth. It's, it's going to be horrendous. Yeah, I don't see, I, I mean, I just don't see how they're going to be able to confiscate the, the guns from, uh, you know, what uh, they say, they say like 50 million Americans, or I mean, that's very conservative probably more have guns more than one how are they going to do that how are they going to i mean i i just don't see that happening i just don't see the way that's going to happen and uh unless they use a uh, they cannot go home to home doing that then it's impossible the only way to do that probably would be through some type of uh some type of uh cbdc economic uh system something like that maybe that if you don't you know if you uh, if you uh, don't turn in your guns, of course, you know people will say, no, I don't have any, because they haven't registered them. So that also may not work. Uh, so I, I just don't see the uh, I just don't see how they're going to be able to enforce that. So and that is the one reason. That is the one thing that is probably holding them back is the fact that uh, they know Americans have guns. Every I mean, it's it's. Like uh, like the Japanese, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, military said back there during World War through World War uh, World War Two, when they were talking about maybe invading the U.S. and they said, no, we don't even think about that. There is a, I mean, there is a weapon behind every bush over there, and the Americans have a weapon behind every bush, a gun behind every bush. So. No, I, I, I don't think they can get away with that. But they're going to try, of course, and they're going to use the fear tactics and intimidation and what have you. But the, the war, uh, the civil war is definitely now uh, heating up. And I don't see how that is going to end up well there between Texas and the federal government. I don't see it. I don't see how that's going to end up well because now, <clears throat> now uh, Texas general, uh, uh, Attorney General Ken, uh, Ken Paxton has just said the fight is not over, and he has vowed to defy the Supreme Court ruling on the razor wire at the southern border. And uh, 
So they're going to continue to do whatever they think is best for the state. And uh, I don't know. This is this is going to get hot. And uh, and uh, and uh, 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 Biden has even uh, you know uh, uh, heard whispering. You know, not on the mic. The mic was open. That he might, you know, he would even send F F fifteens over there. I mean, this guy's crazy. So there's a lot going on here, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna escalate. This is just gonna escalate, and uh, <clears throat> of course now the whole attention is being turned over to uh, to the politics, and that is basically taking all the oxygen out of the room. But let me just share this, and of course. Uh, Thank God the Senate stepped down from his campaign. He shut it down and finally conceded that he's not going to, you know, there's no path to victory. So he's back in Florida where he should have been, where he should have been all the time. And hopefully he'll get some things done here. Florida is another state that is, it's not going to bow down to that, uh, you know, to the, to the federal government's, uh, pressures and, uh, and there are many other states out there that are just as good and just as tough. Uh, I mean, I, I can, I can mention a few for those people out there that are seeking to move. I mean, Arkansas is an excellent, excellent state. Uh, the, 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 the governor there, I mean, she is an outstanding, outstanding individual. And, uh, and she, uh, and she has, she has already done a number of things similar to Texas and Florida. And he has, and she has said that she's going to do even more, and she's very happy doing the job she's doing. States like, like your state, Larry, uh, Oklahoma, states like Tennessee is also good, and uh, Idaho is good, and um, many other states like that that are are very, very, very good states. And uh, and so, anyways, uh, people that um, you know that cannot have the the humid climate. Uh, Idaho is an excellent state, a very, very good state, and uh, very, very conservative. And I have been there many times. I love the weather there. It's beautiful, beautiful state. A lot of hunting, a lot of fishing. I mean, this got it's got a lot of places to hunt and fish, so people can survive there very, very easily. Um, and it's got great land. So, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Idaho was recommended as the number one state by many people to survive the coming, uh, you know, cataclysms and catastrophes by many, many conservatives, uh, uh, you know, researchers. So anyway, uh, if you're going to break a move, I, I recommend you start thinking about it and getting it done because this thing is going to get, it's going to, it's not going to, it's not going to get easier going forward. Now, there's a couple other things here I wanted to mention. Uh, the, 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 I mean, we got the wars, right? We got the, we got the civil war here brewing. We got the other wars over there in, um, in Israel, Iran, Russia, Ukraine. We got that. That's, that's another hot spot over there. And then we have the other, the other area that we need to, we need to keep an eye on because it's real. And, um, this is also heating up. And that is a new disease that they're planning to release <laughs> on the unsuspecting world soon. And, um, and, um, that, that right there is a topic that uh, it's very, very complex. 
it's very deep, but I'm going to share just a little bit, okay? To uh, I'm not expert on this, but I'm going to share just a little bit, uh, a little bit, to uh, to help you guys out there to understand what this is, uh, this is all about, and what is going, what is going on, and what is about to happen. But uh, <clears throat> this, 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 this thing is. Uh, uh, WEF now is talking about and admitting that a, a, some type of disease X will be somehow it's going to leak into into 2025. So um, this is this is now being uh, talked about more and more and more. And also while this is happening, okay, again we cannot confirm a lot of these things. These are just things that are being said, comments that are being said. Uh, uh, alluding to these things, so you know how these people talk. They do a double talk, right, and uh, predictive programming. And then um, the the other thing is that Congress quietly passed a bill last summer called Disease X Act, and there was complete media blackout. Now, this was in June 2023. The U.S. Congress quietly passed a new bill called House Resolution 38. 3-2, also known as the Disease X Act of 2023, and it references a deadly pandemic that is coincidentally the subject of the World Economic Forum meeting that took place this last week. So this whole thing is being now concocted and, uh, and planned, and according to the reports that I'm reading is that uh, the elites have decided that disease X could have 20 times more fatalities than COVID. So, again, there you have it. Uh, it's it's something that, I mean, something that is going to be, le are, are we going to have another biolab leak again, Augusto? <laughs> you guessed it. That's exactly where they're heading. And so, the, according, I mean, are you, and are we going to post this. This came out in the natural news, and we're going to post this. And uh, this is uh, this is factual. Part about the the United States Congress uh, crafting a bill last summer called the Disease X Act. That that actually happened. It's it's is verifiable. It has been vetted. So anyway, uh, this a lot of things happening here. I recommend to people again. Uh, uh, the, the 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 winters are getting colder. The summers are getting hotter. And these things are threatening, so I, I recommend the people to prepare accordingly, to stay uh, prayed up, stay close to Jesus, and get get these uh, supplements and things while you can. Back to you. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, even my pharmacist recently is having problems getting uh, vitamins, certain kind of vitamins, and uh, you know the meds and everything. Uh, it seems like. Uh, of course, I don't really want anything made in China, but uh, a lot of the ingredients from China that they send that we put together here, including uh, the drugs already completed and sent here, are being delayed now, it seems, because uh, China is bogging things down in the uh, Panama Canal so that your uh, the things you need, your necessary items, are not arriving on time at all. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of the... Uh, you know, support structures uh, for all of these things is, is way behind. And now that with the Red Sea situation, 
and everybody knows what that is with Yemen and Iran and all of that in the Middle East. Uh, a lot of ships now can't go that way. They have to come around another way that takes much longer and is way more expensive. So we're approaching a time frame where, folks, it's just going to be hard to get your meds or necessary items that you need, and you need to consider that now because it's not going to get better. It's probably going to get more complicated. And with that being said, I'll, I'll just mention, Augusto, what you said, talking about people moving. I think the season for moving possibly normally, okay, I'll use that term, the season for people moving around the, in the U.S. normally uh, is gone. I think that we're running into a season now where not only are you going to be fighting the weather, not only are you going to be fighting uh, solar events, earthquakes, uh, you name it, uh, in America, including possibility of uh, state borders becoming uh, restricted, if you want to put it that way. You can look at it from either the U.S. government beginning to restrict state borders and what goes across them, or certain states may begin to control their own borders and control what comes into their state or leaves their state. So with all of this, moving is becoming extremely more difficult than we ever had, you know, we really just didn't expect it to go this way this quick. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to happen soon here where they're just going to keep people from moving around, like you said, and they're going to uh, set up roadblocks along all of the borders. The only way they can do this really is if they're, uh, have, they have declared martial law because it's going to take a lot of people to man the borders for all the states. And I think that's what their plan is, uh, is to just keep people in their own state and make it impossible for them to leave. And uh, I don't know exactly how they're going to do that because you have the airline traffic. Uh, I don't know how they're going to control that. They may just ground the airlines at that time and keep people from flying and make it possible for them to get around only on their vehicles. And, of course, you've got to drive on the highways to get across the borders from one state to the other, and they'll just shut it down. But if you tr say you're in California, you want to drive into Oregon or over into Nevada, wherever, if you'd have the wrong plates on your car, you will not be allowed. They'll just turn you around and keep you in your state. And I know that this is the plan. Concerning the next scamdemic that we have, one thing I was thinking about is how are these people that are orchestrating this going to protect themselves from catching this thing? and possibly, you know, possibly dying from uh, these diseases. Do they have some kind of anecdote? They might. But uh, they're playing a very dangerous game because I believe that uh, the things that they're doing against us, the population, at some time I believe the Lord will see to it that they start uh, backfiring and boomeranging on these people, and they start getting sick, and they start seeing the things they're trying to do against us, happening to them so uh, it, this thing the way that it's escalating now i think this year we're going to see a lot of things happening uh very quickly that uh, are going to really astound us yeah well i think i think that uh, you hit you hit the nail on the head there uh, chuck that is the they have an antidote just like uh when they release COVID. um 
from the lab there in uh, China, they already had the antidote, and uh, and they had already put out a movie. I can't remember the name of the movie. Remember predictive programming? They had already released that movie, and they in that movie, I, I watched a few clips from it. Basically, uh, they talk about the uh, you know this disease, this virus, right? This pandemic, and then they mention, are you ready? Are you ready for it? Hydroxychloroquine. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie they mentioned it, and uh, and in the movie the scientists uh, said to someone, "This is the only thing that can stop it." And uh, there you have it. Are you surprised now that that Trump took hydroxychloroquine? Remember when he was saying and talking about it? He probably was in the he he was in the know that hydroxychloroquine was. The antidote, or one of the antidotes they found later, also ivermectin works uh, just as good. But uh, they had the antidote. And remember when uh, some governors from certain states uh, started uh, stockpiling uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and telling the people they can't have it because it's dangerous, remember that? But they were stockpiling, I guess, for what and for whom? So anyway, yeah, they do have the antidotes, and they will have the antidote for this one. But it is also true that that may fail. Uh, one, you know, someday, sometime, they're going to hit some. Uh, I mean, they're going to—they're not going to be able to get an antidote, or there's going to be a failure in the antidote because they're playing with fire. They're playing with things that they know nothing about. They know very little about. When you're dealing, when you're dealing with diseases, and when you're dealing with these kinds of viruses, which are not viruses, are not are not uh, bacteria, and this, I, I just want to share a little, shed a little light here for the people out there, because a lot of people, believe it or not, don't know this. A virus is not the same as a bacteria. A bacteria you can fight with antibiotics, like if you have pneumonia and things like that, you can fight it with antibiotics. But a virus, no. You cannot fight a virus with antibiotics. This is the reason why viruses are deadly. There's nothing you can do against it except your own immune system. <clears throat> your own immune system is the <clears throat> excuse me is the only is the only, is the most powerful weapon to fight against these viruses because we have this um, we have these uh, cells that are created. You know these antibodies, if you will created by the creator in us that they are if you will the they are the uh, the predators they go around the body looking for these things and they target them and they kill them but that is when you have a healthy immune system if your immune system is not healthy you're basically at the mercy of uh, of these bugs so this is why they don't want you to get sun this is why they're blocking the sun this is why they don't want you taking vitamin D3, and they're against all these protocols like the Zelenko protocol because they know that the immune system is what's going to defend you. Nothing else can. Nothing else can defend you. And so uh, I recommend that the Zelenko uh, 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 protocol, I think it's excellent. He died. He he went on to be with the Lord. But uh, he did excellent research on this. and. Uh, so anyways, like we said before, get your stuff now because when this thing hits, it's not you know you won't be able to. 
And um, so anyway, uh, as we continue to look at uh, things <clears throat> that's going on, there is uh, there is another piece of news here. Oh, and by the way, the scientists are, <laughs> are warning also that there's an Arctic zombie virus with the potential to trigger a new pandemic. Now, keep your eyes on that. Keep your eyes on that. <laughs> All the zombie movies. Uh, <laughs> there may be something to that. So anyway, um, this is, this is um, and by the way, also Dr. Marcola also put, just put out an article, Will Disease X Be Leaked in 2025? And um, it's an excellent, excellent expose. And, uh, uh, and he talks about the January 15 to 19 of this year. It just, it just, it, it just took place where the leaders of the World Economic Forum at Davos met. And the key topic of discussion was preparing for disease X. Why are these people so interested in diseases? It says that the hypothetical new pandemic they predicted could kill 20 times more people than COVID-19. It's interesting, huh? Well, that's interesting. And by the way, I just sent you guys, you know, I can't vet it particularly, uh, but I sent you guys a link a few minutes ago. Uh, it's a link to a Facebook scenario, and basically uh, it's a video on there, short video, and a reporter asked someone, a border jumper, border invader, where are you from? And this Middle Eastern illegal migrant said, this is, I, I, you know, this is exactly his words. This is what this Middle Eastern illegal migrant said. Soon you will know who I am. Believe me, you will see. So I sent that to you, Augusto and Chuck, and uh, they're beginning to actually warn us. They're coming, and they know what they're coming for. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> because they have their cell phones and they're getting money. And uh, uh, there was one place, I forget where it was, where they uh, uh, stopped the children from coming to school so that they could use the classrooms to house illegals. So they're kicking the kids out of schools, and I'm sure the parents uh, are not too happy about that. If I was a parent, I would have pulled my kid out of school a long time ago and not allowed them to... Uh, do any of their mind control on him and just homeschool uh, the children because of what they're doing. The, uh, these boards of education do not care about the children. They're being controlled. Uh, you know, parents go to these meetings with the boards of education, and it's like talking to a stone wall. They just will not listen. They will not respond to what the uh, parents are, are telling them about, you know, not harming the children and uh, not trying to brainwash them. That's all the education system is anymore. It's just brainwashing. There's no more education unless they're being educated to follow what the uh, government wants. And it's really causing a mess. We've heard about New York and all of the immigrants that are being sent there from Texas. I believe the uh, mayor of New York this recently was just literally begging uh Abbott in Texas to stop sending immigrants there because that's what he's doing. He's putting them on buses and sending them to these states that at one point were welcoming the immigrants. And now they're being overrun and it's really putting a strain on all of their resources. So, and this is just, it's just going to get worse. I have seen video on uh, 
Muckrakers. That's one of the uh, platforms out there, and they have somebody down there right now uh, with uh, an associate who are videotaping. They're actually walking the path uh, from down in uh, South America to the southern U.S. border, and it is a mess. I don't know what these people are doing for food. They're out in the forest sleeping where it's raining and cold. It, I feel sorry for these people. They think they're coming to a better life in America, and when they get here, they're going to find out that it was probably better for them just to stay at home rather than come to the United States. But this whole thing, uh, you know, I, I, we see Abbott standing up against the feds. I hope the other southern border states will start doing the same thing and just really put, a, put the uh, federal government in a bind concerning this. And then, of course, the government's going to push back, and I believe then pretty soon we're going to have a shooting war down there. They're going to send the feds in and try to stop these guys, and it's 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 just going to be a big mess. Yeah, it, it is. It is going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. I was reading an article here, Larry, and I would like your take on it since you you uh, this is one of your areas that you keep an eye on. It has to do with the sun. It says uh, scientists. A screaming, massive CME from the sun, direct hit of Earth coming. Now, this was from the Hal Turner uh, website, and um, and I was I was looking at the link that he left there, and uh, I mean, it says direct hit of Earth coming, but of course the sun has been very active lately, and he has those solar flares are basically uh, being sh- shot forth towards the general area where this uh, uh, celestial body is uh, is near the sun. And so the sun is basically shooting these <laughs> flares at, uh, at this object. And because, you know, the, uh, you know, you're able to see this because the, uh, the, uh, you know, from the observations, right, from the videos that, you know, they have this, this round, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they call it that covers the sun, right, so that you can see, and it doesn't blind you, right, so the sun doesn't blind you, and you can see what's going on around the sun. And uh, and you can see, that's the reason you can see those objects, celestial objects right there. And, um, of course, according to Marshall Masters, this is going to reach perihelion in the summer of this year. That means it's gonna, that's going to be its closest approach to the sun. So when I heard that, when I when I read that and I heard that him say that, that's the first thing that came into my mind. If the sun has been acting up with this object approaching it, can you imagine what it's going to do when this object is uh, at perihelion? That means it's closest, the closest distance to the sun. The sun is going to go crazy. Any thoughts on that, Larry? Well, according to Marshall Masters, and he's been following this really closely, uh, perihelium will be reached uh, midsummer. Uh, you know, I don't know what date that is or what month, but uh, this summer, 2024, is what he's warning. And uh, oddly enough, I've been watching the sun closely. You know, I do get those. Uh, I get alerts on my phone. They come right from the uh, satellite themselves that spot this uh, CME or whatever solar flare coming off the sun. I get the alert even before they note it, you know, on the computers or anywhere else. As a matter of fact, they hadn't posted all of them at all. Uh, space weather's being really quiet 
uh, at putting the information up and some of the information they had warning yesterday they took down. And so here's the scenario in the last uh, three or four days. Uh, I'll just I'll just go start yesterday, okay? And this is off the top of my head. I don't have the data in front of me, but I got it in my head. Yesterday, uh, I got alerts on my phone that we had begun to experience it, or Earth had been, begun to experience a G2 geomagnetic storm, and that would continue to three or four days. And then uh, I began to get CME reports, uh, I, and actually the sun fired off yesterday uh, from morning till last night, five solar flares. I repeat that, five solar flares. You haven't been told that, but uh, it's a fact. Uh, a lot of space weather's news, If you're, I'm a subscriber, so they, they give me the truth, okay? I get it from the satellite the minute the satellite picks it up. But they airbrush it a little bit before they put it on their website. So if you go to the website, what you're seeing is probably only half of what's happening. But, you know, I can't tell anybody different. Um, but there was five flares yesterday, all of them M-class flares. That's right under an X. And uh, so the scenario yesterday was that we were having a G2 geomagnetic storm on Earth had begun. We had two CMEs that were about to impact Earth. Uh, one is impacting Earth this evening, and one is impacting Earth, uh, I think, uh, Friday, possibly. But then we've got five solar flares, or CMEs, that left the sun that is following those two other CMEs. That's seven. This morning, it hasn't slowed down. This morning, in the last five or six hours, there's been four M-class solar flares off the sun, so you're looking at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We got 11 incoming, okay? Now, some of them are not directly at us because some of them are coming from a sunspot region really active that has come around the rim of the sun facing Earth but not directly facing Earth, so we'll get the uh, side-swapping effect, I guess you could say. We, we, You know, when these things fire off, you get the radiation and the charged uh, particles almost immediately, and then the the uh, plasma and whatever the sun threw off, the CME, coronal mass ejection, that comes uh, a couple of days later, generally. And uh, so basically, here's what the scenario is today, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Uh, some of these today uh, have been Earth-directed, but we're looking at you know, a couple of days, but we're also looking at 11 solar flares or CMEs that's going to come in, bam, bam, and then bam, 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 and then bam, 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 bam. I mean, this is the next few days. This weekend might be rather interesting, actually. Uh, they're already having trouble with, uh, you know, the ham radio systems, you know, because of blackouts and and this is going to affect a lot of stuff. I even noticed last night my DISH network, I was having some disturbances with satellite. And these kind of flares sometimes can not only cause uh, irregularities or anomalies with the satellite, what it's sending Earth uh, to your receiver, it can also literally shut down a uh, satellite. And besides that, it, when they're severe, 
they can actually cause low Earth orbiting satellites to drop in, uh, drop down from their height and literally crash on Earth. So, hey, it's something to take serious. Yeah, I think one of the things we can look forward to if this keeps up, which it probably will, will be a, a uh, interruption in our cell phone services as well. So imagine suddenly not having your cell phone and possibly the Internet. So uh, anything can happen, but I believe that our communications will be severely uh, interrupted by what is happening with the sun and quite possibly also with the weather weapons that they're using. Those things really cause problems. Uh, because they're, you know, they're changing the weather and the atmosphere, and uh, we've seen the results of that. These people are are very uh, good at uh, creating uh, severe weather with the uh, machinery that they have. We've seen a lot of earthquakes and tornadoes and so forth created by this, these weather weapons, and they use them primarily to uh, punish uh, governments that don't go along with the program or states, wherever. And that's what they use. They're used as weather weapons. So uh, more disruptions coming, uh, you know, in the Internet, the cell phones, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's going to be uh, disruptions in the, in the, in the, you know, in, in, in the communications, period. Which, again, takes us to that uh, movie I mentioned to you. Uh, leaving the world behind, where they basically they predict the programming on that. Now, one word of caution here: while while these these things are happening with the sun and they are real, okay, this these things are real. It's happening from the sun. They're not causing this. These people they cannot control the sun, okay. However, they probably are already looking at this. I am convinced that many of these people listen to this program that we that we do every week, uh, and uh, and you know both uh, Tuesdays and uh, Fridays. And I have reasons to say that I'm not going to share. I have reasons to say that things that I have noticed. And um, anyway, but I just wanted to tell you that these people may take advantage of these things. And then they can use their what you know their 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 uh, scalar technology. Let's let's just call it that scalar technology to uh, you know to really uh, do what they want to do and um, hit the areas they want to hit. And so, although again, let me repeat, although I believe the sun will cause these things, they these people. I mean, it's just like it's just like the like the hurricanes that happen. They, you know, it happens by nature, but then they take it and they make it worse and they direct it to wherever they want it to go. And, you know, and so they probably are going to cause some power outages uh, and then they're going to blame it on the sun. Uh, that's just a me thinks. Uh, we are reaching the top of the hour, so I wanted to share a couple other things with you. And uh, there is a new, again, this came out on InfoWars. Uh, where it's a spin-off disease, the fully vaccinated for COVID are manifesting a new disease, which is now being called a vexus. And this vexus is what I was telling you before, I was explaining to you before, it's a syndrome uh, 
where it's linked to the auto-inflammatory somatic syndrome. And uh, it says it's said to be used by mutations in the innate immune cells. You see there? The immune cells, as well as the somatic mutation in the UBA1 gene found in the X chromosome. Most inflammatory diseases are caused by dysfunction that arises in adaptive immune cells. There you go again. Remember, I was trying to explain to you that I may not have done a great job because I'm no doctor, but that's basically what it is. The immune cells are messed up, folks. It's mutated. The the immune cells are mutated, and it, it goes on to say that this mutation affects the stem cells in the bone marrow. So, I don't know. This is not good. Anyway, one good thing here. Hey, hooray, some good news. House Republicans introduced a bill to withdraw funding from the Globalist World Economic Forum. All right. Finally, Congress is doing something positive. But that ain't happened yet. It's just they introduced a bill. (laughs) That ain't going to go nowhere, folks. Another piece of news here quickly. And then I'll turn it over to you, Larry, and Chuck, for final comments before we wrap it up at the top of the hour. Pope Francis advocates for powerful global government not subject to changing political conditions. Are are you hearing this? A government not subject for changing political conditions. So the Pope is is into politics big time. Big time. Hey. And then finally, you're going to like this one, Larry. The WEF declares war on coffee. No more than two or three cups per day. No, 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 no. Per year. (laughs) These people are crazy. Back to you. Well, it's so interesting, and uh, they pointed this out on the war room this morning. Everything being used to subjugate and destroy America, the American people are paying. They are literally in their tax dollars. They are paying their own government to destroy everything they love. So there we are. We're paying for it. I mean, (laughs) that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, if you have uh, room in your garden, set aside a little uh, part of it and start growing your own uh, own coffee plants because we might have to start making our own or growing our own coffee. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. John 3:19 And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil John 12:35 Then Jesus said unto them Yet a little while is the light with you walk while you have the light lest darkness come upon you for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth
from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11. We're going to do a reading. This is our custom <clears throat> from Scripture. First Corinthians 11. <clears throat> and... Uh, <clears throat> For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself, and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks worthily eats and drinks damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. When we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one another. Um, we're going to take uh, a moment to... Uh, As we as we usually do, we're going to take a moment to uh, get right with the Lord. And if you have sins that you have not repented of today, take a moment to do that. You have uh, any odd against a brother or sister, forgive them. And then when we come back, we will have communion together. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we just come together today to celebrate your covenant. We assert the covenant of the blood of Jesus where we stand. We bless this piece of bread, this cracker, this wafer, and this um, fruit of the vine. Lord, as, as your people partake it, as we celebrate, Lord, what you did at the cross, where you die for our sins. Uh, we ask that you forgive all our iniquities, our trespasses and sins and iniquities. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you heal your people, you raise your people up, Lord, strengthen your people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we give you all the glory. Amen. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Receive the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
After the same manner, he also took the cup which he had when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's receive the fruit of the vine symbolic of the shed blood of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Father. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Receive your touch right there where you're at. Receive from the Lord. Lift your hands to him and just receive it. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead now and open the mailbag and... uh we don't have a lot, but we do have some mail. Shalom, Papa Augusto, to you and your family. First, this was another outstanding teaching in which you presented the life of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus from an alternative source that is not in the Bible. By the way, can you repeat in which book or source you read this information concerning Joseph and Mary? I would like to get a copy and read it for myself. After to listening to this teaching about Mary and Joseph, I have some questions concerning Mary's virginity, especially in relation to Roman Catholicism. In the Bible we read the following passage. Mark 6.3 Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Hosea's and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Without any other information, and relying on the Bible itself, this passage would lead us to believe that Mary was not an eternal virgin but did have other children with Joseph, hence the above passage of scripture. However, with the further information you have read, it does say that Mary was a virgin even after Jesus' birth and had no other children. Jesus' other brothers and sisters would then be half-brothers and sisters since Joseph had these children with his first wife. Question, is this the source where the Roman Catholic Church gets the teaching concerning the Virgin Mary, without citing it in the Bible? Is it also where they get the fact she ascended into heaven, after her death, again without citing the book or source? This was quite a large shock to me since I assumed that Joseph had other children with Mary. A second question concerning Nibiru slash Planet X since God spoke the word, Jesus, and through him created the earth and universe, why does he use Planet X to cause destruction on the earth and not just speak the words to chastise mankind? Is this somehow tied into the fact that Father God uses various men or mankind to carry out his will on the earth, such as using Moses, Elijah, Jehu, etc.? Concerning another topic. Have you ever read the book A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary K. Baxter? This author was called upon by Jesus to accompany him to hell numerous times in nightly visions so she could see what happens to people when they do not follow his teachings. She was then commissioned to write about these experiences as a divine warning to mankind and beg people to repent and get right with the Lord since there is no forgiveness after death. She did have her own ministry. Another book I recently read is, To Hell and Back, by Dr. Maurice S. Rawlings, M.D. He was a cardiologist who decided to investigate people's near-death experiences and those people who had died and had come back to life. 
It is biblically based and very interesting and is another warning to those who choose not to repent or who follow the wrong path to salvation. Again, thank you for what you do for us as well as Larry and Chuck, Steve, Jerry and all the IPT leaders and members. Blessings and shalom. Yes, yes. Thank you, John, for writing. <clears throat> and uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, you enjoyed uh, uh, this uh, series. And um, I was uh, I was very very pleased to share it with the people. And um, I have been wondering about um, you know, some of these things, and I had read it before, but. Um, um, you know, these things, all of these things, John, and, and by the way, I mentioned the sources in the audio, in the teachings. If you go back and you, and you go over it again closely, listen to it, you will see that I do mention the sources. Okay? So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again this time, but it's all there. It's all there. And, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, uh, you know, uh, for you. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I give the sources out uh, specifically to the people in each audio so that they can go and check it out themselves. But since you asked me and you wrote me and very kindly asked me to ask, uh, to answer that question, I will do that. But I normally don't go over those things again uh, if I share them on the radio. Now, the the uh, the uh, the source where that is from is basically uh, the apocryphal books, okay? The apocryphal books by uh, the texts and translations, and these are basically in the, called the apocryphal gospels, okay? And uh, the apocryphal gospels, and uh, they are written uh, translated by Bart D. Ehrman. And Salatko Plese, and uh, and these are <clears throat> again translated, <coughs> excuse me, and there's released by Oxford University Press. All right, and uh, this this has a lot of different. Uh, uh, this particular book has a lot of uh, uh, apocryphal uh, works in there, and uh, and. Uh, uh, basically, you know, this this is uh, the, the the source where I got this from. Basically, was one that was accepted by the early church fathers, and this is why I had I had a confidence as I did this because the uh, and by the way, the word apocrypha means hidden hidden writings which were not included in the gospel, like the you know the epistles and etc. These were excluded from the Bible, and uh, the majority of these books are pseudonymous, and, uh, but, you know, they have been found. They have been found and corroborated by others, others' uh, writings that have been found. And, uh, and so the one that I, where I did the, where I did the uh, you know, I used in, in sharing some of this, and I used several, and I, I'm not, I don't have time to go over each and every one that, that I used, but uh, I used several of uh, of these uh, apocryphal uh, texts, and uh, but I used I used some that were basically, uh, uh, you know, contained in the early apostolic fathers, uh, uh, if you will, uh, uh, library, 
and uh, one of them is the Proto-Evangelion of James, Proto-Evangelion of James. And it says the Proto-Evangelion of James, the birth of Mary, and the revelation of James. There's also one there about uh, the infancy gospel of Thomas, and uh, there's another one there from Matthew. There's another one, the history of Joseph the carpenter. I mean, these are they call the infancy gospels, okay? And uh, and so again, uh, you have to be careful, you know. And, and I told the people this in the in the teaching. You have to be careful careful when you go through these things, because, like you know, uh, some of these things may be genuine writing, just like the book of Josephus. That was a genuine writing. It was it was uh, Josephus is highly uh, creditable, highly credible. He was his writings are very 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 uh, sought after, and so there are some of these uh, writings which are also you know uh, credible, but there are others that are not. And so you know you have to use discernment. And uh, I checked I checked this uh, with various other sources, and they all said the same things. You know. Some things were repeated. When you see when you see an account uh, of something repeated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in different writings and different texts, is 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 very probable that that is true. When you when you hear some uh, you know sporadic uh, mention of something and you don't see it again in any other uh, uh, text or a book or anything. You know, you kind of, you know, you take that with a, you know, uh, with a, you know, uh, very lightly. You don't really put stock in, and I don't mess with those things, okay? So I'm just, I'm just sharing these things so that people, when you go read these things and say, oh, Augusta, but there and there in such and such a place, it says, listen, this is why I said, you know, you don't go through this thing and believe the whole thing like the Bible. This is not the Bible, okay? And I have, Enough discernment and enough, I am spirit-led to know what to pick and what to choose. And, again, this is why I share that, okay? And this is why we share it on a, on a, on a teaching series, which is titled uh, Revelations Beyond the Veil, which means it's <laughs> beyond the veil, okay? So this I'm sharing this, so, you know, some people are you know, uh, out there that may not be able to understand or read between the lines and so forth and so on. So <clears throat> this is where it is from. As a matter of fact, uh, John, this has been in my website for all the time. If you go to my website there on the articles page, it's there. It's there. It's, it has been there all along. It has the book of Enoch. It has oh, the book of the first book of Adam and Eve. It has those books, the wisdom of Solomon. He has the book of uh, of the Maccabees, and the book of Jubilees, and uh, the book of Esdras. He has those. He has the pseudepigrapha books and the apocryphal books. All right. So that's where it is. I pray that you, this helped you. So go ahead and knock knock yourself out, John. There's a lot there. Just just you know, use wisdom and be you know, be discerning. Thanks for writing, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Here's another one from uh, this one. Oh, oh, and by the way, you asked another question here. Okay, I didn't answer that one. You asked about um, uh, Nibiru Planet X. 
And you asked the second question uh, about um, why does God use Planet X to cause destruction on the Earth? And, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, God God is God. He uses whatever he wants. And uh, as, as I shared from the, you know, in the, in the programs, and I have shared many, many times in conversations beyond the veil, too, uh, you know, this this object, this Planet X has been used in the past, like uh, for destruction events, like the the flood, and uh, I believe he was there, uh, according to the culprit, during the Exodus. So, uh, as to your question of why, uh, don't 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 ask me why questions, John. Don't 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 ask me why questions. Uh, you go you. you you know, like like I I used to tell my children when they were kids. You know, you can ask me what questions, when questions, but don't ask me why questions because I cannot answer those many of those why questions, especially when it deals with God. God is God. God is not a man, and He does whatever He does. And who are we to question Him? So, the fact is that He has used Planet X for these destruction events. And to chastise uh, mankind, not mankind. I would not use that word, John, like that. Not, not just, not just chastise mankind. To chastise evil, and to purge evil from the world. And um, and so this is all meant to purge evil from earth, and uh, and 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 to achieve his his will on the earth. And so this is basically in a you know in a nutshell uh, about Planet X. Uh, he has used it many times, and I believe he will use it again. We see it there in the book of Revelation, very, very clearly depicted. And so you also talk about the uh, revelation of hell. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that I, many years ago. I read that book, and uh, hell, I'm back. I think I saw that one too, but many years ago. I don't remember. And uh, so, uh, yeah, hell is real. Hell is real. And people that don't believe in hell, well, uh, I guess you'll find out their own, their own time. So, again, thanks, John. God bless. Thanks again, right. John. Here is one from Marjorie. Hi, neighbor. I'm in Atlantic Beach, Florida now. Hooray. I lived in San Diego for a bit, but it's too crowded and too many fake rainbows out there for me. Hey, this morning when I took my dog out, I noticed the sun and a few puffy clouds. Then I waited for it. A shiny jet was flying straight up with two streams of poison behind it. I prayed against it and it stopped. It kept flying up. That's no regular flight path. Never ever. I flew choppers in the army but never saw any fixed-wing or jets flying straight up. Perhaps at an air show. It did stop momentarily but then I noticed the pretty clouds were heading to the west while an enormous sheet of transparent, misty poison was drifting east toward the Hannah Park beaches. What in the world? That is sinister so I prayed against the poisons not to harm us in the area, then I prayed for the blood of Jesus to cover my sons and my extended family in Christ. The transparent sheet did not break up and was moving faster than the clouds but going the opposite direction toward the naval station. Our governor needs to ban this BS because it's poisoning the people. I'm praying DeSantis can get back home to real business instead of monkey business politics. I love you all. Marjorie, former female army pilot and officer, 
Peace. God made me a woman. So many are transitioning, using plastic surgery and mutilating themselves. God will not recognize them, if they get to heaven which I do not think they will make the grade. That is up to God alone. Y'all have a blessed week. Hey, Marjorie. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Florida. All right. You moved from San Diego, huh? Oh, how about that? How about that? So you were in the military, uh, and uh, you you you, uh, you were uh, a pilot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's excellent. That's uh, kudos to you. And, and you probably are better able than most people to tell some of these weird phenomena out there going on out there in the skies and uh, jet streaming. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, we need to write a governor and uh, to ban this uh, from the people. And uh, so why don't you go ahead and uh, and start doing that, uh, uh, Marjorie? And, and all of you out there, uh, that's a good idea, Marjorie had, and start writing the Santas to uh, stop this, uh, you know, jet streaming in Florida. There have been other states. There are other states that are working on banning those jet streams, and they have passed. Uh, they are or they have proposals, bills. Okay, they have proposed bills to ban these, uh, you know, jet streams, the uh, the chemtrailing, uh, which they say is uh, jet streams, but it's chemtrailing. They have they have uh, bills that are designed to stop it. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, start that and write a letter to the Santas. I mean, uh, this is what the, we are here. I mean, this is what he's there for, to listen to the requests of the Floridians. And so God bless you, Marjorie. Uh, take care of yourself and write again. Thank you, Marjorie. Thanks, Marjorie. Congratulations. Now, here's another one from Joyce. October 13th, 2016 Vision. I keep a journal of the dreams visions, and words of knowledge that the Lord has given me over the years. At the end of this vision I made a drawing of what I saw. That being said, this is the vision I had on October 13, 2016. The vision was in black and white. What I saw was a large document, torn in half, down the middle. The document was on the right side of the paper and on the left side there was a large gray solid concrete building that had no windows. The building was exploding, yet it did not totally crumble nor was it falling to the ground. There was smoke that was coming out all around a building, even though there were no windows. I could see the building was damaged however it was not destroyed. The document and this gray building with smoke were the dominate focus of the vision. However on the right side, behind the building, was what I would consider to be a city, or perhaps a nation. I asked the Lord what this vision meant and he said, My child, the document represents the Constitution of the United States. The building represents the government. And what you saw behind the building represents the rest of the country. I asked the Lord if our Constitution will be destroyed. He said, No my child, it will not be destroyed. But it is being ripped apart. The Lord about the concrete building and he said, my child the gray concrete building represents the government. The concrete represents what man considers to be strength. And with no windows on the building, man thinks God cannot see what is going on through the concrete walls. The smoke shows my fury. The nation will feel my fury as the government and the constitution are shaken and torn. But I, 
and I alone, am in control. I will bring judgment to America and many will suffer, physically and financially. But I will protect my own, the ones who are truly called by my name, and the world will know it is I who is in control. As judgment comes, my children, who are truly called by my name, will come through the fire without even the smell of smoke on their lives, says the Lord God Almighty. The Lord then told me to read Ezekiel. Joyce. All right. Pretty good. Thank you, Joyce, for writing and sharing that dream. God bless. Thanks, Joyce. Good good word. Thank you, Joyce. Here's one from Courtney. Good morning, Augusto. I have a few questions that I have heard people talk of as of late. I'd be grateful for your wisdom regarding these things. 1. People ascending, not taking up by Lord but sitting there and saying okay we are going to ascend now heaven experiences, etc. These are Christians, please share your thoughts. 2. People saying that an apostle of the Bible Abraham etc. that they have had encounters with them, please share your thoughts. 3. Laying on past saints old pianos or things of that sort and talking about mantles, etc. Please share your thoughts. I have my own thoughts but I'd really like your thoughts. Thank you. I pray all is well with you and your family and Happy New Year. Curtis and I are doing well staying busy with work, life, ministry etc. I think and pray for you and am grateful for you and the ministry. In Christ's love. Courtney. Hey, Courtney, thanks for writing. Uh, yeah, that's a very, very good question. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're asking about. And uh, I, have, I have heard this before, and I have, um, I have had people contact me before and uh, about people, you know, that want to go to heaven, and they say, okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to heaven right now. And, they, you know, th- those kinds of things. That I have, uh, I have, I have a problem with that. I really have a serious problem with that in the sense that um, they, from what they're saying, they are in control of these experiences. And I don't see anywhere in the Word of God, anywhere, anywhere, where people uh, can do these things at will. Okay? I don't see that. Uh, I know people have been taken to heaven, and I know people have had heavenly experiences, and I have had experiences myself, but. I never initiated anything. Whenever, whenever I see, um, whenever I see or I hear of somebody initiating these kinds of things, uh, I have a problem with that. All right. So, secondly, you ask about apostle of the Bible Abraham, and that they had encounters with him. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I cannot, uh, I cannot uh, dispute that. That is, um, if, if somebody has a dream or a vision and God allows them to, uh, to see Abraham, uh, I mean, that's, 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 I don't know. Uh, that is maybe possible. I don't know. That is, that, that is different. That is different. Somebody has an experience where they are taken to heaven and they, you know, I have had people, I have had, I, I've read of stories and people have had uh, encounters experiences that they have been taken to heaven and they have met their, you know, their children that that were aborted and things of that nature. So it is entirely possible, I would say, that for that to happen. 
But again, uh, that is possible. It's not. It's not. I cannot find anything in the Word of God about like that, with the exception of when um, Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus on the on the Mount of Transfiguration, and um, so that I mean that is possible. Uh, your third question is laying on past paints, uh, on past saints, old pianos or things of that sort. Talking about mantles, uh, yeah, I have heard about that. And uh, again, I, I, I usually, I, I don't. I'm not going to mention names, but there's a school there in the in the, in the West Coast, a school of supernatural ministry that uh, believes in all that stuff. And uh, a lot of people have gone there. And uh, I have, I mean, I'm not going to throw stones or anything like that, but I have heard some. I have heard some strange things uh, coming out of there. Again, uh, the, I mean, uh, again, I'm not anyone to judge uh, anybody or any church like that. But I have heard, I have heard rumors, yes, about that. And uh, so anyway, they, they, uh, I have also heard that they're doing, uh, you know, good work. They're doing a, a very good work there, helping people and. Uh, helping the needy and so forth. So, again, uh, I'm not one to judge anyone, but regarding your question uh, about laying on all saints' pianos or laying on their tombs or things of that nature, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, uh, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that because <clears throat> I pastored in Miami for, for over 10 years or you know, several years, I can't remember now. But uh, there in that church, uh, I had people that were saved, and they were. Uh, I had a young man. He, I mean, he was an excellent piano play, player from Kia. He was the son of a very famous uh, uh, composer from from Cuba. His name was Brito, Julio Brito, a very very famous composer from Cuba, and he was he was his son, and he was a tremendous piano player. And uh, he was saved in our church, filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, he was delivered and set free from drugs. He he took all kinds of uh, of drugs, and uh, he showed me the marks. And uh, I gave him a whole Bible study. He told me all about it. And uh, he also told me that he used to be a palero, which means he he visited the the, the he visited the graveyards and digging up bones and. You know, uh, messing with the graves of dead people and, and, you know, I mean, all kinds of weird stuff like that. So whenever you get into that kind of stuff, uh, I don't, I, I have a problem with that. Now, as far as, as far as, as anointing, uh, resting on maybe a piano that somebody used to play or a, or a guitar, or something like that, uh, well, you know, it's possible that there may be a residue there, you know, of an anointing, because the anointing is transmissible, right? Handkerchiefs and things like that, piece of cloths. And we know the story in the Bible where the, the bones of Elijah were there in the grave, the Elisha. And uh, we we read the story where, you know, some people came and they they, they started digging to bury somebody, and, uh, and they threw the body of this dead person there. And when the dead person came in contact with the dead bo- with the bones of Elisha, he came back to life. So 
you know, there is maybe something to that. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's a good thing to go around uh, messing with, uh, you know, all people's bones or, you know, buried bones of somebody or, you know, uh, that kind of stuff is, is, is dangerous. And I, I have a problem with that because, uh, it opens the door to, uh, to seducing spirits. All these things open doors. These things that you asked about, you know, uh, trying to have a spiritual experiences yourself and you say, now I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. You know, uh, all of these things open doors to, uh, to seducing spirits and, uh, spirits of demons and fallen angels. And, uh, we, we have to be very careful about these things. So that is my take on that. And I uh, appreciate your prayers. Uh, I really appreciate your prayers a lot. And, uh, thank you for writing. It's good to hear from you, Courtney. God bless you. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. All right. Well, that's about it. Uh, we're done here. And, uh, we have a little bit of time left here. And we have about maybe 10, 15 minutes. So I'll throw it over to you, Larry. And then Chuck. Well, it's kind of interesting. I was going to just, the war room had on uh, Peter Navarro, and uh, he actually made a comment. We don't have a lot of time left as our economy heads right at a physical cliff crash. Democrats don't care, but re- Republicans can't get it right. First McCarthy, then Johnson, and we still vote towards the crash. And so anyway, Peter uh, Navarro was posting that uh, – you know, basically, uh, we're supporting the coming crash. I mean, this is part of the destruction, I guess, for America. But oddly enough, uh, they're also wanting prison time for Peter Navarro for not uh, going to the January 6th, which was a sham uh, committee hearing. And uh, there, there is a rumor out. I don't know about it. I mean, I, I really can't vet it. But there's a rumor out that popped up last night on America's Voice News, indicated someone had uh, claimed insider information that possibly Trump was considering Peter Navarro uh, for vice president. But, you know, at this point, I'm not sure we'll have an election, but... uh, Yeah, a lot of speculation about Trump's running mate for the election, if it does happen. And, uh, you know, he's been asked, you know, would he consider DeSantis, and I don't think he would. So I think it's still – he may not have even uh, – uh, he doesn't probably have anybody in mind at the time, you know, for the at the time being. And if he does, he's not saying. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, if there is an election, I'm praying that there is one. And so that at least, we, you know, we can uh, hopefully get a uh, halfway decently honest election uh, I don't know if that's possible, but, uh, you know, we should be able to have some something to say about who becomes the president. I have heard also that the uh, Democrats plan on uh, removing Biden during the Democratic National Convention. So that will be interesting. I might even watch that just to see if that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Well, first, let me say that uh, what you shared there, Larry, I, I don't know. I mean, Navarro, I don't know if that, that would be a good choice. 
I don't, I, I don't know. I, he's a good man. Navarro is a good man. Nothing against him. He's just not the kind of person that, uh, you know, will draw people uh, to vote. I mean, so anyway, he would. I mean, he's a good person to have on his cabinet, but not. Um, I don't think as a Biden MVP. Now there is a, um, uh, a rumor out there, and there's a report that uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, you meant you touched on this. Uh, uh, there's a secret plan to replace Joe O'Biden for president. And uh, so I don't know that now is beginning to make the rounds. And they say that around May, that is when uh, Biden is going to announce that he's not running. And then, of course, uh, August is a convention. That's when they're planning, according to this report, which is, I mean, it cannot be vetted. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, we're just talking, right? We're just, you know, uh, saying, right, uh, that this uh, Michelle, right, or Michael, however you want to call him, uh, is going to be nominated. So, again, I, I don't think that this is going to go over very well. Uh, I don't think that this is American people are going to go for that again. Uh, so that would not be a great move, I don't think. But uh, given the... How Biden is right now, I mean, probably it would be it would probably be an upgrade over Biden, but not much, not much. I don't see how that's going to help them anyway. So uh, the way things are going, there's just too many things here, and I guess there these people. I mean, these people are. um, I, I have been I have been seeing how these people operate, and I'm no expert on this matter. I'm just, uh, I have the Holy Ghost, right? I have the Holy Ghost, and I, I have a head on my shoulders. But uh, they're probably measuring right now these things. They're probably just, you know, releasing some of these kind of uh, news here and there, rumors to see how the people react, to see, you know, what's the temperature. This is probably what they're doing. They're They're keeping this war option open. They could trigger that at any moment. This could happen at any moment, folks. I mean, they got they got so many they got so many weapons going on. You got the uh, the war in Israel, you got the war in Europe. You got the now now it's even more of a threat. You've got the you got the uh, the financial crash thing. Uh, that's another car they got that they can use if they want to. Then you got the solar flare. We talked about that, and uh, you know the. Uh, Affecting the the communications. If you, if you have communication problems, you you can't have an election. And then you and then you have the other option, the uh, the disease option. So they got they got all these uh, options. They got all these uh, you know things that they could do to uh, to you know to preempt the election. So what is going to happen? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Larry? Well, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I'll tell you what uh, Bannon and some of those were talking about. Uh, they basically claim we're going to reach such a crisis point before the election that probably the election will not even happen. Uh, they expect uh, this is what they they were surmising, okay, and this is some of the experts. This is not just Steve Bannon. It's a number of them got together. And since basically uh, the Supreme Court, voted against defending America and Americans, and that's exactly what they did in this last ruling. They voted against the protection of the American people. 
period. And with that happening, uh, basically some of the experts, uh, including Tara Dahl and, and others, the border people watching the border, uh, they say that uh, they are fully expecting in the next few months a conviction for Trump. It doesn't matter it's, that it's not real, okay? I mean, it doesn't matter that he didn't do anything, really. Uh, it doesn't matter that their charges are bogus. They're going to convict him anyway is the, the surmising uh, point, and uh, he'll be a convicted felon, if you will. Of course, he'll appeal. Big deal. That'll go forever. Uh, but they're wanting to get him basically uh, diminished and destroyed and convicted and whatever else follows up with that. However, they say because of the Supreme Court and those uh, left-leaning liberals and conservatives – that uh, it'll probably be a 5-4 that will support the conviction against Trump, regardless if it's real, regardless if it's lawful. I'll I'll repeat myself, or I I could use this this term reiterate, okay? I'll reiterate that the Supreme Court, in their recent uh, vote, if you will, against Texas securing its people, which Texas lawfully can defend its own people. Everybody knows that, but they're not going to allow this. So with the Supreme Court voting unlawfully, because that doesn't follow the Constitution at all, uh, that's all political. The Supreme Court's compromised, totally political, and they'll stay that way. It doesn't appear. I'll, I'll say again, okay? I warned that if you're trusting in anything in Washington, D.C., to fix this, you're looking in the wrong place. And I'll say again, Washington, D.C. will fail you again and again and again that uh, I don't think this is going to work out. I think that the American people is going to face something similar to what Anton Johansson said. Anton Johansson basically in his book in the 1940s said that he was approached by Jesus himself and told and shown information about a coming second civil war in America that would divide America up into like nation states, if you will, they'd break away and join together to defend themselves. And I think that's what's coming. I, but, I, however, I wish also that uh, Anton Johansson had kept a better ear to what Jesus was showing and telling him because he said, the Lord showed me more things and told me more things about America and this dividing. But he said, because I didn't live there, I didn't listen that well. And he said, I can't remember them in his book. And so... I hate that, but it is what it is, folks. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, interesting to surmise and uh, think about what possibly could hap- could happen. I don't know. We just have to keep an eye on it because uh, just about anything can happen. These people uh, are uh, capable of anything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We can only surmise. We can only, you know, uh, give opinions, but. Uh... It's, it's so many, so many variables from now. There are so many variables in the equation that it is, it is become almost impossible to 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 to, to say uh, what's going, you know, what could happen, what's going to happen, except that all the options are, all the variables uh, lead to a a bad, uh, uh, you know, uh, result. Uh, so that's all. That's all probably that I could I could say about. So it's no matter what it is, it sounds like it's not gonna it's not gonna be too good. 
So anyways, continue, let's continue to pray. I do believe in the power of prayer. I do believe that uh, now, um, now that there seems to be a, a leading uh, a, a candidate there to represent the conservatives, which is Trump, I think the people should pray for him. And uh, again, I don't agree with everything he's done. Uh, there's a few things <clears throat> that I, I, I really, I really wish he would, he would have done differently. But he's not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And um, he did a lot of, a lot of good things. He kept this country out of wars, and he, he, he did a lot of good things. And the economy, he kept the humming, and he, uh, he kept the country strong. And so, you know, we got to go with him. We got to go with him. There's nobody else. There's nobody else out there that is even close. And so if you're waiting for perfection to vote for somebody, then you'll be waiting till, till, till doomsday. So I think we need to, we need to now, uh, uh, you know, pray for him. And then when election day comes, we need to vote for him and pray that all this, uh, rigging and, uh, all this, the, you know, cheating and, uh, with the machines and so forth, that there's a lot happening with that, folks. We need to pray that, uh, that this gets taken care of before the election, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, he wins, and we get a little reprieve. Uh, <clears throat> again, <clears throat> there's been a lot of uh, people sending signals out there to take him out. You know what I'm saying? So we need to cover him. We need to pray for him, for the man, and uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, there will be an election. Hopefully. The Lord will have mercy in this country. Final words, Larry Chuck, and that will be it. We'll close it. Well, I would tell people just uh, keep an eye on the sun activity because it could affect things in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah. just keep an eye on it. Stay out of the sun and um, just keep praying. Yeah. Well, I, I would stay out of the sun if there was a sun. That has, there hasn't been sun around here for, for it's all covered in clouds so I mean just a little humor there well folks we have come to the end of this program thank you Larry for being with us and thank you Chuck for being with us and thank you all for tuning in this has been another edition of the Mailbag Show until next time God bless you Shalom with the Lucky Land Plus you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.